It's beautiful. Every color is powerful. Every color is worthy. Try to bury us. They didn't realize we were seeds. They didn't realize you were seeds. They open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Saliari, and this is Salt the Podcast, a series of encounters with inspiring women. They're healers, activists, mothers, educators, and world changers. Together, we create community, share knowledge, amplify voices, heal, and break narratives by elevating a new generation. Welcome to Salt the Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My guest today is Ellen Burudet, the owner of Colored Goodies, the first black doll gift shop in Europe, located in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Ellen is also the mother of two boys and partner to Marlon. The title of today's encounter is Representation Matters, and we will speak about Ellen's journey towards colored goodies, racism, Maya Angelou, the power of visualizing, the legacy of Ellen's parents, and as always, much, much more. Ellen told me to introduce her as the first lady of Black Dolls in the Netherlands, the title someone gave her once. Welcome, Ellen, to Salt the Podcast. I'm very happy that you're here with us today, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thank you, Stella. I'm very glad to be here. Let's start it. <laughs> yes. So who is Ellen? Tell us about yourself. Well, Ellen is a four, four, 54-old, oh no, young woman. <laughs> Uh, engaged engaged with Marlon, has two sons, 31 and 18 years old, Jaden and Revlinho, and is the founder of Colored Goodies, Gifts with Color, and um, a very happy lady. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about Colored Goodies. Well, uh, Colored Goodies is the first black doll gift shop in Europe. But we started on the market. Colored Goodies is like an, um, a, a business uh, where uh, we sell black dolls, Afro dolls, but also dolls where every child can identify themselves in. It's, it started with uh, bird announcements. I started with bird announcements and later the dolls came. So Colored Goodies is like Colored Goodies and gifts. It's not only dolls, it is dolls and gifts. Like different products with color where people of color can identify themselves with. Yes. And what was, like, what's the story behind it? What's the mission? How did you come up with this idea? Because, I, of course, I know the story, but maybe you can share it also with the audience. Yes, I will try to do it not too long because I all, always take two days of telling about color. <laughs> no, I will do my best. Uh, well, the story is because I'm a mixed child. I'm a... Um, Uh, mixed race from a Dutch white mom and a black Suriname father. And my white mom always told me when I was little, oh, I can't stand it that I can't, can't find a doll for you that is representing you. And I didn't understand what she was meaning, what she meant. So when I grew up, she always tells us, and uh, I was nine years old, then she came with a doll, a black doll, and she said, look, I finally found a doll. And where you can recognize yourself in, and, and I was like, no, I don't want that doll. And my mom was so disappointed because the only thing she wanted was that I could can identify myself. 
and uh, she told that story till she died. And oh, when really? I was yes, when I was pregnant in 1988, I suddenly understood what she was complaining about because I wanted to have a birth announcement for my son, and the only birth announcement that I found were white, 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 and that was 1988. In 2004, I had another child. And it was the same thing. And I was like, huh? We couldn't find any birth announcement with a black baby. All babies were white. So I thought, well, in 1988, I made it myself, the birth announcement. In 2004, I made it again. And then the ID came in my head. But I had my job and, you know, things were uh, a little different. But first my mom died and then my dad died and I get ill. And I was like, wow. What do I need to do now? You know, I couldn't work anymore because of my illness. And then suddenly a dream came and then I did an entrepreneur's um, class. And then Colored Goodies was born. And I started Colored Goodies by making at first birth announcements and birthday cards and stuff like that. And now we are here. So it's a, lo it's a long story <laughs> and a, a, a whole testimonial. But it's a very beautiful story. I read it also on your website and I did some research. I read some newspaper articles about you because you actually also then first started at the market, right? You spent four years at the market before you actually yeah. got your shop. Yeah, in, in this snow. Can you imagine? Yeah. And then in 2012, I think, or 13, there was also snow, but we couldn't have the coat red. I was on the market in the snow. <laughs> yeah, I was not at home. I was on the market. Yeah, I started on the market and uh, for four years. And trust me, I was not earning anything the first two years. My fr a friend of mine who was standing next to me with clothing, she said, Alan, how can you possibly do this? You know, in the cold, storm, rainy, shine, uh, heat, everything and selling nothing. And the only thing I say, well, I know I'm necessary and I will keep going on because like I always say, There is one day I will rise. <laughs> Still, yes. I rise. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes, the, the the we started on the market and from home. I had a little so-called store in my bar. Uh, how you call it? Schuur um, bar. You know, bar? In my house. oh, in the garden. You mean? No, in my in my house. The I have three three doors. Yes. Where my bikes were, so I put my bikes out and I put my little shop there. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a yeah, like a little garden house or storage room. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, and now, uh, 2016, 14 of February, we opened uh, uh, the store, and uh, coming 2014 uh, um, of February, we are five years. Yes. So you're and a very resilient five. woman. You don't give up. That's no, very very inspiring. No, no, no. It is. It's. Um, I always say there there will be. There will become a day when I'm on a big stage and will tell thousands of people who want to ent uh, um, want to be an entrepreneur. Listen, entrepreneurship is not just like you know; it's hard, hard work. But the only thing I still believe in is believe in yourself at first, but believe in your product, you know, and then don't give up because yes, it's hard. And even now, this Corona crisis, you know. It's hard, but yeah, um, giving up is no option. Yeah, for me. 
for me also not no <laughs> my mom raised me like this life yes. is hard go life for it hard. yeah you know i always it. i always say stella um if you have cancer and somebody tells you 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 have three months to live okay you know that's terrible and you can do nothing about it but they told me yes i i have a disease and yes i can die of my disease but i can also be hunted my mom died of my disease because i got it from her but i said i'm not my mom and i'm not my disease you know if i want something and if you want something you can achieve it but it's a mindset and i i i try to um get the mindset it's difficult it was difficult because of my lungs because i have a lung disease especially on the market you know mm. but uh my passion took care of my um how you call it um the passion of colored goods took care of my health i can't explain it but i really believe if you if you believe in something and you have a different mindset then your passion will overcome your health it's not that you will be better but you can go on because yes. i'm the example of that yes i have you know there's this whole concept about self care and i always say one of the things that for me is self care is to be creative to find a new passion because that really makes you happy it takes over and this is a way of caring about yourself and in your case also about others and that gives you energy and happiness absolutely yes yes for real nice <laughs> and you have you have different dolls i mean you already said it you have uh, uh, black dolls but you also have dolls with down syndrome and i also know that um you have put a lot of care into how you are actually making them because i read an article where you said i didn't want to have a mass production i didn't want to have made in china so you were really picky and you really picked the people your team so can you share a little bit with us about the dolls themselves what kind of dolls do you sell but also about the production well it's like this when i was on the market a tv station uh, asked me what is your dream i said i want a doll with down syndrome and they were like me even my partner was like oh my god ellen i said yes because i want to put people with a disability or a skin condition i want to give them a stage because it's difficult for them so i want to give them a stage and let them show how beautiful they are so that was back then and then i started it i uh, uh, i found my uh, friend uh, corina and i i knew she was a painter and i said listen i want to do something and i need help and she said what i said i want to start a project but i can't tell you a lot but i think it will be you know great and she said okay let's do it i don't want to hear anything because everything you want to do and everything you have in vision it's okay by me you know so i said i want a doll with vitiligo And she said, "Huh? She's like, I said, yes, I want a skin condition doll." And then when it started, then it started. I gave her a doll, and she did a whole research because it's very important to. It's not like just a doll. The research for the good and right painting was three months, you know, because it needs to be poison free, and oh, then yeah. it by hand everything. The doll must be sealed over and over again by painting, you know, so. And, and Corina is my 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 hero. She makes these amazing amazing dolls and 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 mini me's from from kids with skin uh, conditions, you know. So 
that's it's not that we have a fabric in the garden that I make my dolls self. No, they these these dolls are from a, a existing um, um, how you call it um, design, yeah, existing doll designer. Mm-hmm. But we we created our Afro dolls, our dolls with albinism. You know, that's our creation. Yeah. But it's my dream is to get my own doll, my own colored goodies doll. It's so like really you, from the beginning that you make yes, it. Yeah. Yes, and that's that's where we are now. We are in this situation now. We are very busy with it. Wow! And I also yeah. saw the other day you created a doll with a with a tube, right? With a breathing yes. tube. Yeah, because you also do things on demand if people ask you. Yes. Yeah. We tried that eh, because it's very, very difficult. Trust me, very because we got a lot of questions. And unfortunately, like I said, I don't have a, guard, a fabric in my garden that I can do it, you know, because um, there are kids with um, the, the, the terrible um, skin conditions or, or, you know, disabilities, but I can do everything, you know, so we have a lot of no to say because mm. you know it's it's very difficult and it's not people think that we have a fabric but it's like the the customer picks a doll from our existing collection, yeah. collection and we're gonna try to make the doll look exactly like the adult or child because we have a lot of adult customers as well now Yes, I saw like a woman the other day, right? She bought a doll from you that looked like her. I've seen actually many of those examples. Yeah, uh, many, on your many, Instagram, yeah. yes, incredible. So, but it's yeah, it's it, oh, and you know, and in these hard times like now with the Corona, because you know we are uh, keeping our head uh, above the water, but it's very hot. I I need to be honest, you know, because the shop is closed. Eh? But if I get a when I get a picture from a child. And I'm there again, you know, and and then that that's why I always say op, uh, giving up is no option yes, because that yes. makes me happy. No million dollar can make it good. I don't know how to explain it in, yes, in English. Yes. You know, it's not just the money. No, not at all. If it was the money, I already was top when I started on the market <laughs> because I was not earning anything, even my. My my um, uh, accountant said, "Oh, but it's it's not nothing, and you only, you know." I said, "Oh well, one day will come, one day." And yes, suddenly one day came. Yes. And then yeah, well. Yes, I mean, I also bought a doll for my daughter for Christmas. I bought the the lawyer's doll, um, and I like you know. I also send you the photo where she was sleeping, yes, and you put it on Instagram. I like also that your dolls um, inspire that, you know, like in the past when I was little, also Barbie, all these dolls, everything was white. They were skinny, big boobs, you know, they looked like the, I I mean, I don't want to use the word perfect because that's not perfect for me, but, but you know what I mean? There were no options and it was Barbie with fancy dresses or even the the dolls. Everything was simple and kind of the same. And you have all these kind of dolls. You have Rosa Parks, you yeah. have Maya Angelou, you yeah. have Lawyer's Doll, you have dolls with disabilities, skin conditions. And yeah. that to me is, is amazing. It's Nurses, boys, boys, yes, not just girls. Super, superhero, super uh, girl, yeah. And princesses. And that's that's what Colored Goodies is all about. You know, everybody can sell dolls, but we have a story. And yeah. our dolls are telling a story. And that's why I always say I want the world to know that we are not just like, you know, and um, the black dolls are coming like mushrooms now. 
you know and yes it sometimes hurts me when i see people um not stealing my ideas but you know they are the people with money yeah it's just to you make know? it commercial yes yeah and then my 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 fiance says yes but Ellen, we are called goodies and then i say yeah it's true but you know it's it's sometimes it's difficult huh? to be honest but then again yes when i get a picture from a child and i say yes when you go to a big store you you don't have that you no, know you, you don't, don't get you don't get this what we get from you i i yeah. i can like my whole customer journey with you was so different ordering mm -hmm. it going on your website reading your story then you called me oh i don't have these shoes yeah don't worry give me the black ones you know oh, and then wow. when i when i got the box even yeah. on the box when you put dream like um yeah. Martin, Martin Luther King Luther. and Malcolm yeah. X and yeah. Yeah. so on yeah. and so forth. And then Inspiring. inside you had wrapped yeah. the doll, you put balloons. Yeah. To me was like, wow, this is amazing. I already fell in love with you. And I say, I need to talk to this woman. I have to interview oh, wow. her, you know? So um, I could really feel the, the, the caring behind it, that it's not just a commercial. You know, thing. what you say now makes me emotional because this is where I stand for. You know, for real. And and every time over and over again, I get tears in my eyes like now because this is what I want. And it's not the money. Of course, I need to pay my bills. But these compliments, what you gave me now, that it's worth so much more because you you know where I stand for. And then one day, someone famous walked into your store, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he was uh, in my store and it was uh, uh, the game. And um, to be honest, I didn't know who he was. I thought it was a game. <laughs> I know and him because this is the music I listened to when I was younger. And oh, it was a song from him that I really loved. And oh. so, yeah, when I saw him, I said, oh, the game. He was. Yeah, him. yes. He was like, wow. He was overwhelmed of our dolls. And um I told him, listen, uh, we're going to gift you a doll. And he was like, wow, yes. And uh, then he chose my uh, Winnie Hollow doll, the expensive doll in the doll shop. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Because I didn't know him. And my, my, my Marlon says, yes, it's okay. And I was like, it's so expensive. <laughs> you know? But I didn't know what happened after that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And... Um, Yeah, uh, he was on tour for three months. Um, he said, when I'm back at home, I will post a photo for, for, uh, with the doll with my daughter. And I was like, okay. So we wait. And after two months, I was like, oh, he, he forgot me. You know, I totally forgot me. And one day, middle of the night, my phone went like crazy. Like, and I was like, ah. So I picked up my phone. And all these apps and stuff came in. And then my cousin called me. She said, Auntie L, the game put a photo now. Well, and then I got blown away. I got 3,600 followers of myself. And I was very proud already. 3,600. So I was like, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. But in, a, in one night, I got 11,000. <laughs> so he like, kept his promise. <laughs> crazy and it, even uh now winnie harlow liked the post he shared the post um we had um um drake uh kanye west um 
all these celebrities like the post of him. You know, so when they like him, they also like me, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So it's incredible, cool. right? If you think like they live in the US and wow. they buy the dolls from the Netherlands, from your shop. Wow, and you think was. such a big country like the United States, they, they don't, don't have they something don't. like this? No, no. I was in New York uh, last night, two years ago, because we had a collaboration with Pata. I don't know if you know that. No. Oh, Pata is um, um, a very big uh, fashion designer here, uh, black owned. And I made, a, we created a Pata doll. And uh, this doll was, um, yeah, we went to America to um, land it there, the doll. And um, it was like a limited edition. And the doll was uh, sold out within one and a half hour, 150 dolls. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. But um, we went there for one week and I hardly saw any black dolls. In New York, yes, Walmart, you have Walmart, and there you see Barbie, you know, and a couple of, you know, but not not that much. And that's crazy. So that's why we now have a, a sales store, a sales spot in Brooklyn. Really? Yes, in Brooklyn, yes. Amazing. For a year and a half now, yes. It's so, so special yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. And I'm so proud. That's good. <laughs> you should, you should. You, you also said that for you, visualizations are very important. That this is like you say, it's a very powerful tool to achieve yeah. your goals, to visualize things. Can yes. you inspire us a little bit more? Well, this morning, maybe some people call me crazy, but this morning I was a little, little bit down because of something. And I thought, okay, Ellen, let's go, uh, go and put your Netflix on and look at the secret again. Yeah, it helps me, you know, because negative things and in the in the atmosphere will give you negative things. And um, like I said, I was on the market with my lung diseases. And when I needed to pee, I needed to walk a long way to a store to pee there. And I was like, <gasps> with my, um, you know, uh, inhalator. Yeah. Every time. But every time when I walked there, I was visualizing and said to myself and out of uh, loud up, one day I will have my store here. And that's a true story. Every time again, I said, one day I will have my store here. And I had a lot of stagnations, you know, uh, I call it stagnations, yeah? yeah, to get my store because it's a difficult store in the white world. Eh? But I always said, You, you can't break me. I will becoming stronger because of what you are doing to me. Awesome. Nobody's going to break me. I will come stronger because of my visualization and my belief in my concept. I'm here where I'm right now. <laughs> and what makes you angry? <laughs> well, um, people that say, why do you only sell black dolls? Oh, really? Yeah. And I say, uh, why does the society only uh, sells white dolls? And then they say, yeah, but uh, then you do the same thing. I said, no, I will do not do the same thing. I make um, uh, a difference, you know, because you as a white woman or man can buy a black doll for your white 
neighborhood or your white this or white that, but you also can buy a black doll for your Suriname neighbor who just got birth baby. And got a baby or something, you know? So it's buying related to a person. So it's making a difference in what there is not in the store. You know, so um, yeah, that can make me angry, and especially the the uh, December period in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, uh, the the blackface thing. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's a terrible, terrible thing. Not only angry, but uh, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. I never ever felt it before in my whole life. You know, but because when I started my business, I I I get to know the pain of discrimination and and racism. So, but yes, that can make me very, very angry. People who don't don't understand. But then again, I'm coming again with my story. One photo will give me more energy. <laughs> One positive thing will give me. Then I say, F off. <laughs> I don't need you. I get, I want only positive things. I mean, you know? we will always have haters and yeah. we need people like you. We need them yeah. in the world. Absolutely. And haters, the, the last, I think, three, four years, haters will be my motivators, you know? So, you know, Michelle Obama, she says, when they go low, we go high. Well, that's why I say always, this is my favorite quote, still I rise. With or without you, what you doing to me? Because trust me, especially in the December month, it's very, very hard for colored goodies. You know, and people have no idea what we've been going through in this month. Last year, it was okay. It was quiet because of the COVID, I think. But all these years, it was like, oh, terrible. You know, but I always say, no, because they say, yeah, but you, you need clothes. And, uh, and people say, are you not scared? I said, no, it's not that I'm scared. They make me stronger. Because the only thing I always say, my mom was white. My father was black. They met each other 62 years ago. They had a difficult time. They had a difficult, a white, a white woman with a black man in Amsterdam North. What? It was terrible. You know, and I always say they, they love each other so much that the love conquered everything. So who am I to give up? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so good this is yeah. so good Ellen how do you raise your kids you said you have two boys how do yes. you raise them or how did you raise them I mean now they're a little bit older I, I guess they're a little bit more independent now but tell yes. us about it well um, I raised them when then then it's the story about how you call it in English oh my god anti-racist is yeah. um, uh, anti-racist yeah. upbringing oh, yes <laughs> yeah my, my English is not always that. Uh, but um, my oldest always said when he was younger, oh, mom, I don't like that you say this about um, race and, and over about, over about my blackness because I always tell him, listen, you know, you were born. Well, let me tell you this. My mom, my white mom, told my brother and my, me always, Ellen, Nardo, you were raised here. You were born here but you will always be brown. She said, no black, but she said, you are. And I was like, mm, what do you mean? She said, I can't explain because I will never feel what you're going to feel when you get older. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. And then I was 15 and somebody told me when I worked in the prison, a colleague said, yeah, but Ellen, you are different. And I was like, how do you mean I'm different? 
said, yeah, you're just like us. And I said, what do you mean just like us? He said, yeah, you're like us, white. And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm brown back then. I'm brown. And he said, no, because I was, I'm the language of, how you call it, my dialect is very Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. No, very white. I'm a black woman, but I talk white, <laughs> you know? And so I said, no, 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 no. Because he said, no, but you're not like them. And that was the first time that I had a knife in my heart. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're talking about my father, you know? And that was the same thing. I am still telling my children, do you really think I like that, uh, that I love to tell my children these stories? Oh my goodness, it, it's with pain in my heart that I need to tell them about uh, racism, that I tell them about, um, how you call it? Discrimination. Thing? Discrimination and, and, and privilege and, and white privilege. And I don't want that, but I need, because... My oldest son now tells me, three years ago, he tells me, Mom, I get it. Everything you ever told me came out. He said, well, and if I didn't tell you, you were the angry black man. But now you will uh, will get them with words. Because he is very good with his words. But if I didn't tell him, he will get angry. What I understand by a lot of uh, uh, young, young people, you know. But my son... He knows how to put them down with words, you know, but it's not nice. But that's that's how I raise them. And um, I always say it's not about color because I love my white side. So nobody needs to come with bullshit with me because I love my white side. And I will never say to my sons, you can't have a white woman. Stupid, crazy. I will never do that, you know, but... For colored goodies, there was I, I started it because there was nothing for my black side. I every I had everything for my white side, but nobody was there for my black side. So that's why I started it. And it's the same thing what I do or say to my children. I need to tell you the black history. I need to tell you uh, the white privilege. I need to tell you this, 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 this because nobody else will tell you. I'm reading a book right now called White Innocence. It's written yeah, by Gloria Wecker. Have you read it? No, I did not, but I know her good, but I still yeah. did not read it. Yeah, I'm but reading know, it right now. I know a lot of the book, of course, because I know her personally. And yes, White Innocence, it's the same. And so you have a lot of more books, you know, like Hello Vitamins and Hello White People. And, and um, well, more. But it's like, like my mom said, I will never, ever feel what you are going to feel. And she always say, I never, ever will feel what your daddy feels. But I see him. That's enough. I always say to people, that's enough. You don't, you never will feel what I feel. But respect my pain, you know, and see my pain. And don't do like. Oh, yeah, well, it's like, uh, that's history. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> But your mom did an incredible job, I have to say. Wow. Even that that you talk about things like race in the family, because yeah. if you experience racism and you don't have the words, like what you said about your, your sons, that maybe they were experiencing these things before, but maybe they made them angry or they got 
they didn't know what to do, but you gave them the words, you empowered yes. them, you made them aware of things and you right. gave them the tools how to react on that. And your mother as a white woman yeah. talking to you about these things, preparing you for the world and giving you actually the tools. This is, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's, she died in 1998. Um, she is not, she was, she has not um, uh, see this, everything. But she is always there in spiritually way, like my daddy. They are the 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 line in color goodies. You know, it started with them because it all started with a dream or a vision with them. Who has been your soul? I mean, you actually kind of said it, I guess. But who has inspired you? Uh, Maya, <laughs> Maya Angel. No, well, um, the the inspire the the most important person is my mom. She inspired me. After she died, I I I I knew she was the one that inspired me a lot with these things, and um, I I let myself inspired more through uh, Maya Angelou's poetries and speaking, and of course Oprah and Michelle and a lot of powerful women. You know, they inspire me. And I think that there are a lot of people around me that inspire me at all, uh, also. And even kids inspire me. So it's not that I have one person for that. No, these, uh, a lot of strong women, but also men inspired me. You know? <laughs> Beautiful. And... To whom do you want to pass the salt? These are questions that I ask all my guests because, you know, it's all the podcast. So to whom do you want to pass the salt? What do you have to say to the younger generation? Um, like I always say to the younger generation is what I also tell to the older. Um, if you want something in life, you can achieve it. The only thing you need to do is believe in yourself. And then I tell my story because I have... Um, a low school, how you call it? Um, education? Like education, low education. And, um, but I knew I had a low education, but my mind was high. <laughs> so I started in prison when I was 15 years. And after that, I was doing like um, um, psychology work for children. The, um, how you call it? For youth, the youth. For youth, youth work. Youth work, yes. And with my low education, but the only thing I said, listen, I'm from the street. I know the language. You are psychiatry and, and psychology or whatever, but you don't know the street. And I showed them and the results were there. So the only thing I say, yes, you need the education. It's true. But you also need your own belief in your own um, strength and and you know so that's what i try to tell the the little kids and if you want to be an astronaut especially black kids you know because they are getting in this society it's still a big problem on schools and i always tell them don't ever 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 let them tell you that you can't because you can be obama and you can be michelle obama and you can be um well look at the tv now you know we are progressing uh you can be everything you want an astronaut everything so that's why i made these crochet dolls like little astronauts and and wizards and everything 
all doctors and lawyers, adults, everything. Yes, lawyers, everything. So beautiful. <laughs> so nice. I have a lot more questions which I cannot ask right now because we will talk for another hour. But this has been incredible, incredible. Thank And you. is there a question that you want to ask me? Well, there was a question when we just started. I thought, oh, let me ask you this. And <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask me something. Can be oh. something simple. What is yeah? Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, what is your uh, purpose with salt? Because I like the concept, but uh, why did you started it? And and what is your purpose with it? What do you want with salt? Because I get it. But what can you tell me more about it? Yes. So that's a very good question. Um, so salt has been on my mind for many years, um, three years, I would say. And last year, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I felt, okay, she's changing my life. And she did because I changed almost everything uh, after she was born. And I started the podcast. So I found an amazing woman that she became my coach and she helped me and we developed the whole concept together. My brother created the website. I got connected with a lot of nice people. So already creating salt was a very beautiful journey. And for me, the reason was twofold. So first it's about women and has something to do with things that I experienced in my life, that my mother experienced in her life, that I saw a lot of women actually experiencing in her life. And I said, I want to make a difference. We women have to come together. There has to be solidarity between us. There has to be support. We have to empower each other. We have to elevate each other. We have to fight for each other, step up for each other. So it was really about creating salt by bringing women together, sharing their stories, and also changing certain narratives that are out there. You know, like, for instance, birth is painful or uh, other narratives. So for me, it's really about making a change in that. But then I also thought about the next generation because mm -hmm. I truly believe that our kids can make a difference. Of course. For instance, I also um, grew up in a country where I wasn't originally from and I also experienced racism and I know how painful it is when you experience this, especially at a very, very young age because it yeah. can really, really um, cause a lot of trauma to you. Yep. And yeah. um I experienced it myself. I saw it with others and uh, it was something that really influenced me. And I said, this is also something that I want to change. So it's also about elevating a new generation, a generation that will be different. And that's why also SALT is about feminism, it's about solidarity, it's about love, it's about anti-racism. So I wrote the other day, actually, um, my wish for SALT is to go as far as it can, to move, to give joy, comfort and initiate change that SALT will birth a generation of strong, honest, vulnerable, brave, and feminist women and men, courageous in their actions, loving in their hearts, and creative in their minds. So this wow. is really my vision for SALT. That is SALT? Yes. yes. And the name? The name is, um, so I was talking to my partner, like, what can I name my podcast? And then while we were talking, he says, be the SALT, be the SALT wow. of the earth, you know? It's like actually from the Bible. And yeah. I said... Oh, yes, be the salt, because salt is like, salt is everywhere, and we need salt to live. Yeah. Salt is in the water, salt is in our tears, mm. and it's universal. So there's no distinction, right? It flavors our food. 
and yeah. we can all be the salt. So this is like yeah. really my my motto, let's say, be the salt. And then also pass the salt to the next generation. Yes. That's why I chose salt. At the end of every episode, I always honor a woman. And today I want to honor Maya Angelou, whom I've honored before, but in another episode. But I cannot honor her enough. Because as for you, she has also, for me, been an incredible inspiration. Her life, her story, she's yep. super resilient. And because you also love her a lot, and right now the audience doesn't see you, but Ellen is actually wearing a shirt that says, Still I Rise, which is one of Maya's, maybe probably her most famous poem. Yeah, and Phenomenal Woman, of course. Yeah, yes, yeah. true, true, yeah. And I always say Maya had a thousand lives. She taught us to face our trials and hardships, to never give up and to always look for the positive. And her life story and ability to keep rising, it really what makes her that special person for me and I also think for you. Yep, so I want to finish with um, her poem. So I will read it. Still wow. I rise. Ah, yes. Still I rise. You may write me down in the history with your bitter twisted lies. You may treat me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I will rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with a certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes? Shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Because I laugh like I've gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I will rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my tides? Out of the hearts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and white, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I'm the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Thank I you. It, I love it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I always wanted to say it, but my English is not that good. So when I say it, it's not like, it's like, oh, still I rise. <laughs> <laughs> no. It doesn't sound like you. It's the passion <laughs> that matters. It's what yeah, comes from the funny. inside. That's true. And you But, have a lot. Uh, yeah, this is this is the 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 powerfulest what keeps me going on every every day. Still I rise. Because you know, look where we came from. But yes. like dust, we rise, you know? Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much. You have Thank been you. such an inspiration. This has been incredible. And I will upload your information related to the topic, what we discussed on my on my website, on my Instagram. And I want to thank 
my listeners for tuning in, for listening to our conversation. Feel free to visit my website, Salt the Podcast. And of course, follow me on Instagram under Salt the Podcast. And drop me a line if you want to speak on my show, if you have questions. And I love to hear from you. So thank you so, so much, Ellen. Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Sagliari, and this is Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast.